It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Welcome in the Highly Disputed. My name is Dylan Bishop, and with me, as always, is Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? Feels good to be back in our usual midweek um, time slot or, or, or day slot here, Wednesday evening. Um, you know, it's we, we've been bumped around all over the place, what with the holidays and the sporting events. Um, so it's it's nice bit of bit of normalcy here. Got some stuffed peppers in the oven, so we're we're doing well. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Just ate dinner myself, so we're got some good food going on, it sounds like. We're eating. We'd have eaten. Um <clears throat> so I wanted to start somewhere weird today because a weird thing happened in the news just recently, last night. Um, and I had to bring it up because we did an episode on something similar. Uh, Jake Long, only a one-time appearance on the show, but <laughs> we can call him a friend of the show. He the, uh, the show has been recorded inside of his house, at least from my, from my end of things, <laughs> uh, the last couple months. With or without his knowledge. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, considering he is my roommate. But when we had him on the show, we talked about the retirement, uh, quote-unquote, retirement of Vince McMahon, which was more of a uh, resigning in shame sort of thing when it was uh, he was <clears throat> accused of sexual misconduct by multiple people. Uh, not the first time, but, you know, I guess we live in a different era and different culture now, so it has some different consequences now than it may have used to. And also word spreads around a little better with, with social media. So uh, I'm going to go on this tangent road to real quick for a second. I think the problem with like when people talk about cancel culture is I don't think people's feelings have changed all that much. There are different standards for what is what words and phrases are appropriate. But also part of the thing is everyone has a voice on the internet now. So whenever anyone is upset about anything, you kind of just always find out about it. It's not that more people are more mad. It's just that you know about more of it. But anyway. Yeah, it tends to be stuff that like it might come up in conversation with your friends, but you're not going to hear a stranger's thoughts on like an actor being accused of of something like <laughs> that that that's a that's that's a a post internet thing like you you're not in the grocery store and listen there's the few people now and then who you know you see somebody they just talk to everyone they ever see or meet and they kind of force their their thoughts on you whether you want them or not you know there's there's those people you see in public but for the most part uh you just don't get strangers opinions on many things and the internet has kind of opened that up to where you get every opinion from every person on the face of the earth. Right. So I say that to say that Vince McMahon essentially went 30 years having no, uh, no consequences for any of his actions. Uh, things like covering up supposed uh, child uh, sexual assault among one of his referees. Uh allegedly committing sexual assault against a, the one female referee that they had, uh, other instances of, of misconduct, this and that. 
financial crimes, maybe steroid, steroid abuse, uh, running rampant through his company, things like that. But he went a good long time just avoiding all the, uh, all the consequences for this. And here last year in the summer, he actually did step down after these allegations came out. And we talked about it on this show because it was a very interesting story. And we kind of, we kind of, toe the line between sometimes being a, a wrestling podcast in very weird ways. Uh, mostly my doing, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I, this week and the last couple of weeks, there was, there was hints coming out. Last, you know, a few weeks ago, the Wall Street Journal put out this report that said, one, there are more allegations against Vic, Vince McMahon, and two, he doesn't care, really. And also, he thinks he got bad advice when he was told that he should step down because he thinks it would have just blown over. And <laughs> he's probably right. It's what happens when you're old and white and rich and also insane. Yes. And it's just like, well, yeah, of course. And he's powerful. And so it's like, of course, he would think it would blow over. Because to be quite honest, the way the news cycle works these days, you know, Vince McMahon is a, is a big name and he has a big uh, company and property but like he's not he's not gonna stay in the news for that long and and there's plenty of people's lives certainly affected by the the myriad of accusations um and so that 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 stays in their lives but in terms of like what's in the news like the public uh out outrage i guess you would want to say if the, if there is if you can call it that i mean that's sure. that type of stuff does uh, unfortunately just kind of blow over because there there's just constantly news i mean the, yeah. the, every single day it's just something different and we can only there becomes a new thing to get upset about and then that's yeah the, you know we can only put our attention and energy to to so many things at one time um because i mean gosh for when when all this came out and he um you know allegedly stepped down uh i mean that that feels like it happened an eternity ago at this point so for this to swing back around, it's like, oh yeah, that that happened. So he's <laughs> not not to you know give him any type of credit, but like he is kind of correct in that regard. As terrible yep. as it is, like it's it's the way the the world works, sadly. Yeah. So the next step that we kind of take in this story now is that there started to become word circling around. It's like I think is Vince going to come back, and well, it turns out. So at one point last week, suddenly Vince McMahon had organized somewhat of a hostile retakeover of the company um, because there were suddenly, essentially the report came out that Vince went to the board of directors. Now, I have, although he was taken off of WWE's board of directors, he was no longer chairman, no longer in charge of anything. He was the number one shareholder in the company. And he holds like there's like two different kinds of stock uh, shares that they have. One of them has like voting power for, for uh, things like their, their board of directors or chair, uh, board of chairmen, whatever you want to call it. And he essentially said, yeah, this company's not signing any television deals or selling to anybody unless I'm in charge. <laughs> so you kind of have to let me come back and my two people that I'm going to uh, bring in with me. And that's the thing there is you can give anybody any job, any title they want. You can pay them whatever you want. The The top shareholder 
is always going to have a say in that situation. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, money. (laughs) And so um, if there's anybody who was going to kind of stage this, uh, for lack of a better word, comeback into the company... I think that's a better, a better, a better phrase there. Hostile takeover, I think, is is kind of a good one. Um, it, it probably would have been Vince McMahon because of everything we know about him and have always known about him. Right. So what happens is uh, he's elected. He's essentially brought back because he's holding he's holding the company's uh, revenue hostage in a sense. And he's added back to the board, made the new chairman of the board after his daughter resigns yesterday, who she was the new one of the new co-CEOs after he left. It was essentially uh, his daughter, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan, the former sports agent, uh, are the were the co-CEOs. And then Triple H, the former wrestler and Stephanie McMahon's husband, was made in charge of actually writing the shows. And. Yesterday in the evening, it came out, Stephanie McMahon was resigning because she had gone on a leave of absence. And then when Vince was ousted, she essentially was like, well, she had to come back because someone had to help run the company, basically. And now that he's back, she's gone. So I was like, oh, that's a really weird thing to have happen. Just uh, and it's very interesting. And she had this like kind of Freudian slip in a in a in a. Uh, call a conference call or something like a media call where she said well yeah yeah, of course there's going to be some animosity towards him coming back i mean some you know angst or anxiety (laughs) (laughs) but anyway we get to the reason that we're bringing this up on the show the vince when he came back essentially the, the talk was that he's coming back to wwe to facilitate a television deal or strategic alternatives, which is business speak for selling the company. <laughs> so he wasn't coming back to run the shows, run run the whole deal like he was. He's just there to essentially sell the company. And at first it was almost, it seemed like a, if I can't have it, no one can kind of thing. If I, um, but it seems like the thinking here might be sell it to someone so that the company can be private and that they will let Vince run it. <laughs> It, as a private company instead of a public one that has to, you know, concede the shareholders and show their all their financial books to the SEC and things like that. <laughs> so last night, there's a report that comes out that WWE may have found this suitor to buy uh, WWE. And of all the people that would still have no problem with Vince McMahon running it after everything that has happened. It would probably be uh, this company, um, if you want to call it a company, because it's uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and their public investment uh, property or whatever the company is called—the one that owns the what is it? Fifty? Is it uh, Live Golf? Yes. Uh, they own Newcastle United. Uh, they own like the soccer league that has just signed uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, things like that. And now they seems like they really want to buy WWE and they probably have more money than anyone else. And they'll probably be the ones that'll take it. Uh, there was like rumor killers. Like, no, this, someone reported that it had been sold. And now there's like a bunch of backtracking. It's like, no, 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 no. Nothing's happened yet. But I think someone just jumped the gun before the paperwork was done. 
I think that I think that's what happened there. I think this is something that's going to happen, and <laughs> Saudi Arabia is going to own World Wrestling Entertainment. It's one of those things where it's is it big news? Yes. Is it surprising at all? It's 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 not. <laughs> like it's just yeah. Of course he, he of course he he he'd sell it to them. Like of course, like that. If you if you just had to like write out the script, and I'm I'm sure like the the little bit of wrestling stuff I get on my timeline now and then, I think that was something that was floated around because it's just like yeah yeah it was like, like three or four days ago it was someone wrote an article of the with basically saying that this you know Saudi the Saudi money was interested the, the Saudis got money I mean they're they're pulling. <laughs> You think of how how much money golfers make, right, on the PGA Tour, and they they found a way to get like a ton of big names away from that and start their own in a sport where like the PGA Tour was it, like that was the. I mean, it, oh my gosh, and and what's gonna fall through from this, and we'll see if it, it if it fully goes through. I'm sure it will. I mean, there was just way too much news broken about this last night. I think it was just one of those like word passed from one person to the other this is gonna happen but it hasn't happened yet officially and so that ended up someone broke the news this has happened um just a game of telephone there essentially Mm -hmm. um but assuming it does they do sell it uh to to the saudis i mean what's this company gonna look like (laughs) i mean you know more or less like I'm sure the, not even the average viewer, like the, the most casual of, of, you know, not even a wrestling fan, the people who see commercials for it, they see clips of it on Twitter. Uh, is there going to be a noticeable difference to, to those people even? Uh, Cause I'm sure there's going to be some, some changes within the company. So I think what would, I think at first, it wouldn't you wouldn't notice much of a difference in like television product if i had to guess i think the like base like baseline day one plan would be let vince run this company the way that he wants to and would have been if he never left but the thing is then at that point on from that point on vince McMahon is no longer the end all be all so anything could happen from there They've been doing two shows a year in Saudi Arabia because they pay them like like $50 million for each show. It's like a $1 billion. I think it's a billion dollar deal over 10 years to do to do two shows a year. That's crazy. It's wild. And my thing is like. WWE's uh, television deals are through NBC and Fox. Two huge companies that like. These companies did not give money to the Saudis to televise the Live Golf. Live Golf is paying Fox to air on Fox Sports One. That's uh, that's what they ended up doing. Mm. And Live Golf, when it when it even when it first started, it was just on YouTube and and not like YouTube TV or like YouTube Premium. Like it was just a a live YouTube video. Um. So the, I did not I did not know they eventually signed a deal with Fox, but even then, yeah, it's on it's on FS1. Like it's not there, right? It's not Big Fox. <laughs> it's not now. The main. Of course, 
WWE's ratings are good enough that it's essentially the number one show on, you know, whatever night it's on. The, I don't think the USA Network would would exist anymore without Monday Night Raw. It's the number one show on Mondays, you know, except for like when The Bachelor's running or you know Monday Night Football is on. It's like when you cut out when you cut out uh, sports like the NBA and the NFL wrestling is still like the number one show on television on at whatever night it's on in the like 18 to 49 demo when you cut you also cut out like fox news because yeah. th- that gets more total <laughs> viewers but not even close to like it's like 90 percent of it's like people 50 or 50 or older yeah so it's like it's not the demographic that advertisers care about but yeah. it, it's <laughs> it's yeah. essentially one of those things where does are these ratings too high for these companies to care who who they would who they're giving this money to it will certainly be a test for them um and one that i think you know the ratings and ad dollars generally kind of uh r- rule the day and so if I had to guess, I mean, I mean, definitely as long as these TV deals are in place, I don't think anyone's going to going to try to get out of a TV deal as long as it exists. Um, now we'll see when when they need to renew a deal or at least or... one of them. It comes up at the end of this year, I believe. Yeah. So that timing is going to be interesting as well, because let's say um, let's say with Raw and Smackdown. They're both locked in for the next five years. It's just a hypothetical. And this sale goes through and there's some outrage. But the networks are sitting there like, well, by the time we actually need to look at our TV deals, no one's going to care about this anymore. Just kind of like the outrage thing, the news cycle. But because of the timing (laughs) with that, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, if if it's up there in the cable rankings and you have that target demo... I have no reason to believe it's going to go anywhere, regardless of who's funding it, mm-hmm. um, because that's just that's just the way the world works. Um, if it, I mean, if it makes money and it's profitable, as harsh as it is, th- these people who are in charge of these big companies they just don't care. They really don't, and they'll release a statement. I'm sure they'll explain some things away. Um, but if, if, if the show's still ranking, if it's a top three cable show every night or even number one, in some cases, it's going to be, it's going to be on there. You're not going to see it go anywhere. And, you know, not to do what about ism, but you know, some of these, like you said, I mean, some of these sports leagues or, or certain teams are owned by certain groups or individuals who, uh, certainly you wouldn't give any type of uh there's no moral ambiguity there it's 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 bad people <laughs> and th- those teams you see on on all over tv so um you think of how how many athletes have done unspeakable things uh still get paid uh because the athletes bring money to these teams it's just going to be another case of that though this one is a little bit on a bigger scale because it's company wide. It's not like you're paying an individual. Um, but yeah, I just don't see why, unfortunately, why anything, why anything's going to change there. 
Yeah, I mean, there's probably some like wrestlers that if this went were to go through, they'd be like, "Uh, no, I don't want to work here anymore. Please, I'm, 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 I'm out of here." Yeah. There's at least one specifically that I know will will for a fact, Sami Zayn. That that man's not sticking around. He doesn't go to those Saudi shows. He sits out. This man's like has a a uh, charity that funds uh, stuff for Syria, uh, Syrian refugees, and whatnot. Very, uh, basically, his uh, political alignment would not align with uh, the government of Saudi Arabia uh, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, you go down the list of of political issues and and human rights issues, uh, and how many disagreements there's going to be there. Um, and with the human rights stuff, I don't even really want to call it a disagreement, but I mean, there's <laughs> going to be people with certain views and morals in that company who, as soon as they can get out, I'm sure going to get out. Uh, and and listen, some of those people might be forced out because of those. Yeah, those those viewpoints by the the new the new owners. So that's going to be, I think, probably the the biggest change here over over time, really. Um, I don't think the networks are going to shift around too much, but I think I think the people you see and what those people believe, I think, could probably shift around. Um, You know, we'll see with guys like, you know, Pat McAfee becoming a bigger face in that company broadcasting and he's got, got he's got his hand in everything really, but are his bosses at ESPN assuming he's going to stick around there, are they going to like that that he's working for this company taking that money? Um, right? cuz I you know, a lot of the people in WWE, they pretty much just work in WWE. Yep. Um, and then there's those few cases, right? So I mean, you look at someone, uh, look at somebody like The Rock, whose kind of whole public image is everyone likes me, and I'm pretty much, for the most part, non-political. I come off as a, a decent man, at least you know to the to the masses. I'll say, yeah, very general audience type of movies like that. If you, that, pay, that if you pay too much attention to what, how his tweets about Black Adam, then it might be, a... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, might change, and, but... and and that's 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 you know, for The Rock, there's no money issue with WWE, but in terms of of how he is viewed by the public, that's something that could definitely come into play. Um, I don't think it would mess with any of his his movie money. Uh, and maybe that's the biggest deciding factor for him. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just going to be interesting where some some people start taking stands here on both sides. Yeah. And then also you have the fact that uh, this probably helps out uh, Tony Khan over at All Elite Wrestling, where he can not only go to his next TV deal, which is like at the end of this year, uh around the same time as WWE and say, Hey, uh, I'm only going to cost like half of the price. If at most for, uh, for a TV deal. And I get like 70% of the ratings. And also I did not help perpetrate the attacks on nine 11. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't, it's pretty, it's pretty simple when you put it like that. And I mean, beyond that, just the, the public controversy that's just going to come with all this. And I, there'll be a big wave of it, I assume, but it's just going to be one of those things over time. It's just going to be something, you know, 
every few months, it's just going to be some story coming out about the ownership wanting to do this. And there's the, the, the labor doesn't want to do this. And it's, it's just going to be a big mess. I, I feel like, and at least for a few years. And then I, I assume the company will, um, kind of level out and they're going to have exactly who they want there. And it's going to be a lot of yes, men, a lot of who don't care where their money's coming from. Uh, and we won't yeah. know much about it at that point. Um, but for the meantime, this first TV deal coming up, uh, why would you, I mean, you know, it, it's going to bring in the ratings, but again, if there is another property out there, that's going to pretty much do just as well. And based on, recent trends might be doing better within the next two years or so or year um and is sometimes now winning in that demo um and in viewership yep uh you know i don't know what that bidding war is going to look like but i would just have trouble going with wwe at that point uh and how long is this how long is this uh contract with with NBC Universal on Peacock to like have that whole library and everything. Mm, that it's like five. I want to say it's five years. And that's a, or, that's no, a big contract. I, I, think they just, I think they just bought the library. I want to say they gave them a billion dollars, and I think they might just own it. They just have it because I know the streaming deals. I mean, you know, they'll pay a billion for something, and then it runs out after a few years. You see that with plenty of TV shows, like um, you know, like Seinfeld and the office and stuff like that moves from service to service. Uh, but they also have the, um, if you, if you have Peacock, you get the pay-per-views, right? So that's, um, that's so it is. Okay. I kind of thought this was, I kind of, it's a five year deal for okay. a billion, for a billion dollars <laughs> for a billion dollars. And do you know if the pay-per-view thing is the same deal or is that like, I would assume it's the same deal. It's under the same. Yeah. So umbrella. you get, it's the, it's the back catalog and the, uh, the, live events gotcha so i mean you figure that's gonna stick around for for its whatever its life is whatever it has left that's actually now because now all that back catalog of uh if if the sale were to go through and say that not only does wwe own their own back catalog of of rest of of, uh wrestling streaming rights it owns wcw ecw nwa AWA, like every company that Vince McMahon has swallowed up over the last like 30 to 40 years of like imperialism in, in the wrestling business would then f- also fall under being owned by the Saudi government. And who knows if they care at all about any of that. They might not care about preserving any of that. Right. Like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> any of the content where they're like, we don't really like this too much. That might just be gone from existence. Right. So whoever's whoever archives this stuff, um, you know, saves <laughs> who's uh, whether legally or illegally, and probably mostly it's illegal. Um, whoever's saving this stuff to their computers and you know on whatever websites, I don't even know how you go about watching old wrestling videos if it's not on YouTube. I'm not that much of an expert, but if it's not on YouTube or the WWE Network uh, and yeah, when it comes to American wrestling, at least, and that's and I don't know where it is. There's going to be some probably illegal means there to to find it, and who knows where that stuff's going to go. I mean, that's just another. So there's a lot of layers to this, and and for you know the sale has not gone through, 
let's, you know, I guess hope that it doesn't. And, you know, it goes to maybe some, <laughs> maybe, maybe just some like American fund. It's, it's, I would say that the other top option is Endeavor, which is who Dana White sold UFC to. Okay. So I, I think, you know, there's no, I don't think there's an option available here that isn't fully corrupt. Yeah. Um, the can... other options are like NBC, Disney, Amazon, like, you know, stuff, stuff like that. <laughs> Disney, <laughs> Amazon, Netflix, something like that. Uh, NBC is the one that's kind of like, why wouldn't you? I mean, you own the like streaming and like the, the back catalog of, of like the net, the, of you know, the archives and the pay-per-views and one of one of the two TV shows. Why not just buy the why not just buy the whole hog? So that, and for for a one time deal. And then you don't have to pay. You don't have to do any more billion-dollar streaming deals or TV deals. Yeah, I don't. There's plenty of American companies who, despite their awful corruption, are somehow they're they're. It's going to be a less corrupt transaction, yeah. and and a less tumultuous future, and a more predictable future. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they've kind of just chosen the worst possible option here in terms of people who actually have the money to do it. You just you couldn't really sink any lower. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the problem, problem, part of the problem is also that like NBC could be like, yeah, you're worth like five billion, something like that. Endeavor can be like, maybe you're worth six. The Saudis can just come in and be like, mm, yeah, but we we kind of just really want it. Ten billion. And also yeah. Vince, you can still run the company. Oh, Vince is there. I think he's he's in it for the the paycheck, and if he gets control, it's a bonus. Um, because I mean, how old is he now? Seventy something. So he's in his seventies for sure. I think he's in it for one last big paycheck here, and then he's gonna, you know. Yeah, but it's it. We're talking about one of the most insane people to ever live, like legitimately. I I kind of think it might be the other way around where he's back in it. He's in it because he wants to take out the, the prevailing sentiment was Vince McMahon was never going to retire. He was just going to die. And that's when he st- would stop running WWE. And it was this this thing, this uh, the scandal is what ousted him. And the fact that he made this comeback for it, it, it could be a thing where he's like, let me get my money. But also, it kind of seems like he might want to just still run it because he's like, well, it's, it's my company. I created this damn thing. I'm going to run it into the ground until I die. Yeah. That's exactly to me. That's, that's the Vince McMahon. I would know. And that if they get some more, if he gets the best, the most amount of money out of it, that's, that's the bonus. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. He probably could get both um, because it's going to be somebody. I mean, anybody offering the, the, you know, billions for it they're going to be willing to negotiate and they cl- it's clearly something it's clearly a property they they want and and prioritize if you're spending billions mm-hmm. and so if you're in negotiations and the only hurdle you have is to give him control i think that's probably a bullet you just bite because maybe no offense he's in his 70s um and you know how I mean, how many years does he have left, really, to run it? 
Because eventually there's going to be a point. Now, Ryan, you say that, but what if I told you his mother lived to be 101? Oh, man. <laughs> and I you know, know that... Those, uh, you know evil people, like, live the longest. They do. Henry Kissinger is still alive. That's wild. <laughs> um, I know he's, like... I don't even want to say he's in good shape, but he's, like, old man jacked. And I don't know yes. what of that is real and fake and how healthy he actually is. But, um... Henry Kissinger is 99 years old. I just want to put that out there. And listen, if you do sell to somebody like NBC, NBC can get you the the best set of lawyers ever. And they could do their own hostile takeover in a couple of years if things go south. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. You might, it might be a long con, but you could, uh, con for, you know, that's fun. But, uh, listen, it's anything is possible. I mean, you see, in every, not just sports, just all kinds of industries where money just ends up, it, it's the end-all be-all, but at the same time, it's like fake, where it's just like, suddenly this contract doesn't matter. We'll just give you some of this money and you're gone. Or it's, hey, we found this loophole. We don't have to pay you at all and you're gone. So it's like, there's a million things. And I think that's probably the reason they've they've backed off the news, or at least there's been more reporters come in and, and back off of this news because I think this this is going to be a very long process wherever this goes to. I mean, there's just so much contract language and back and forth that's that's going to have to be determined. Um, I mean, it's like when somebody sells a team and you hear about it and then suddenly it's been a year and a half and it's like the team's not really sold yet. So um, this is going to be a, an ongoing story here for probably the next year or so in terms of actually handing the keys over to somebody else. Right. So, yeah, wild story. Um, You know what else is, you know what else is wild? Oh, man. (laughs) Super wild card weekend. Oh, I mean, I, I, I had no clue where you were going there. I mean, what else could be wild other than... The government uh, of Saudi Arabia and Vince McMahon. Yes. Um, good transition there to a, I mean, man, what a fantastic slate of games we got coming up. Yeah. I know that we're, <laughs> we're going, oh, God. Oh, no, no. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. So, where do we start with this? I think where we need to start is the game that we're not even going to see. I don't even know how many of these games you're going to see in general, but I know the one that both of us are not going to see. <laughs> I will, uh, um, because we're going to be out. I'll pretty much, I won't miss any entire games, uh, but I'll miss like a good chunk of like the, the prime time, like the eight o'clock games. Yeah. So we're going to be going to a friend of the show, Michaela Gilmer's, uh, sh- uh, showings of uh, avenue q at the uh hagerstown maryland what it was well, not the maryland theater it's it's next door to it right? pretty much next door yeah the uh i don't know if it has an official name it's it's the black box theater i don't know if that's just its name though to be quite honest but yeah if you if you we'll figure out. if you're a local listener well i can't really promote it because it's completely sold out so there's really no yeah. point but so, hey, you yeah know. you're lost yeah if you're but... a local listener uh you're too late sorry get the next yeah. one but anyway <laughs> The result is, uh, I know the one that I'm going to, I did not, I planned this out multiple weeks ago, but Sunday night, 
and the the show starts at uh seven forty five. <laughs> who happens to play at eight fifteen on Sunday night? But the Baltimore Ravens. Great time. And the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's another week of will Lamar play and will or will he not? And after today, Wednesday, where he did not practice once again for like what is what do they say thirty eight thirty nine days now? It's been since he last practiced. Been a good month plus now, yeah. With his sprained PCL, it looks like he's once again not going to play. And rumors started to swirl of, oh, is this a contract thing? Is he just holding out because, you know, he wants to get his contract and or whatever, or he doesn't feel uh, valued by the team, and so he's just gonna he's not gonna come back. He's just gonna sit this out and then leave in the off season, or at least a request that they, you know, if they're gonna tag and make sure they trade him. Uh, it doesn't. It's kind of just seems like he's just hurt, and it's just taking a while to recover. It's a grade two PCL sprain. Uh, which apparently takes about four to eight weeks to come back from, and by that measure, it's been it's been Five, about six. six. I think he went down in the Broncos game, and when they won that game, they ended up going to seven four, which would put that at uh, six, going on the seventh week. Okay. So there's there, it feels like every week there's like, well, he's looking better. We're hopeful, and then he doesn't play. Yeah, the past couple of weeks we've heard that. Like even early this week, there was like some some Adam Schefter type of character said, "Yeah, things look uh, things might be looking pretty good. They might be leaning toward Lamar's playing this week." And then today, like it was all completely shut down. Like he's not practicing. Um, I saw another report basically talking about like I don't know what this report was supposed to be. I forget the guy's name, but. He basically said, like, yeah, I talked to some guy on the field this season, and he specifically said to me. Jim Trotter, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? And it was like, yep. oh, this, I was like, this feels weird, weirdly specific, but okay. Basically saying, like, some guy, uh, anonymous player he talked to had a, a the same injury early in the season, and he was cleared to come back, and he was playing through it just because he was kind of expected to. But he still was in some he pain and discomfort. Team was in the, his team was in the playoff hunt. Uh, I remember exactly what you're saying. He said, I sprained my PCL. I came back because my team's in the playoff push, but I'm still not right. Yeah. <clears throat> and based on everything I've heard, rumors and otherwise, I'm going to I'm gonna venture a guess here that Lamar is cleared to play and cleared for football activity, but he's simply saying, like, my knee does not feel good. And so... I think you're right. And so, the, like, they're just like, okay, because if he says his knee hurts and he doesn't feel comfortable, like, what, what are you going to do there? You're not going to force – you can't force him to play. And, yeah. and it, it, you know, I believe the knee still hurts. I believe he's not 100%. If, if he absolutely had to, could he play? I mean, it's, we're in the time frame we're at, probably. But what would that even look like, you know? Because he is a guy who's going to have to scramble around a little bit. Um. And, you know, if he can't do that properly, he's, pr- he's just going to risk getting hurt further or get hurt in a different fashion. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, I think if you were to come back, it sounds more and more like if you were to come back this week, he might end up RG3ing himself. Yeah. And so um, we don't want that. I see no reason to come back until you're fully healthy. The team's really good, but 
even when he was in there, there like the offense is just inconsistent. Like they get the running game going, and then you're like, all right, this is great, and then suddenly it's like, oh, the game's over. We scored like, you know, 19 points or something. Which for them, it's been enough. But you get into the playoffs, and you can have the a great defense, and you're but you're facing Joe Burrow and. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and those guys against great defenses can still score like 24 to 28 points. Oh yeah. And so if you're the Ravens, even if Lamar is healthy and you're going to go out and maybe score 21 points, it just still might not be enough. Like it's not like a Lamar comes back surefire Super Bowl run. Like we're going to win it all. And so for him, especially for that risk, because we've heard so much of him, and, you know, we that's another thing that's been reported on is someone will interview him and ask him, well, would you rather have, you know, the, the all the all pros or Pro Bowls and big contracts or would you rather have a Super Bowl? And he says a Super Bowl because, you know, he wants to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure and, and he, he's really only missed games for like pretty significant injuries i guess i'll put it and that's not like last year torn acl and all that stuff but like he's missed games because he can't play i'd imagine because i mean prior to last year he's been pretty healthy in his career oh there's my stuffed peppers going off he's been pretty healthy in his (laughs) career and so he's probably played banged up for a good portion of it especially late in the season um and so for him to be sitting out like this, I mean, he's he's got to be in some some pain and some discomfort, and he understands that uh, it's just not worth it for his his future to go out there. Yeah, I mean, he had the bone bruise in his foot and the at the last of at the end of last season, which apparently ended up being a pretty bad injury. Uh, he missed like the last five games of the season. They lost. They just about lost out. Missed the playoffs. And then he had this injury this year. It almost sounds it's almost sounds like um like when he when he gets when he gets injured, not necessarily injury prone, but when he gets injured, he doesn't recover as fast as some other guys are able to. Which maybe I'm just maybe that's it's a small sample size, so maybe maybe that's not the case. And it just happens to be these injuries have been worse than you might have first thought. Yeah, and there's there's levels. I mean, you can have two guys with the same injury or the same person with the same injury. And it can be at different levels. Right. Um, there was like, there's a, a reason, like there's this a injury. have like a strict number on injury. It's like four to, you know, four to eight weeks for this one. That's a pretty good time frame there because like when you sprain something, it's just hard to tell how that's going to heal up. And even once it's, you know, healed up, which it, it might be technically healed. You don't know how long the pain's going to linger you don't know how mobile you're really going to be because it's not like he's, you know, Philip Rivers just standing back there. Right. He's not Donovan McNabb playing yeah. on, a, on a broken leg. Um, he, he's, you know, one of the best m- mobile quarterbacks in the league. Probably when, when he's healthy, he's as elusive as anybody in the league quarterback or otherwise. And yep. so if he doesn't have that in his game, and teams know that he's a sitting duck back there, mm-hmm. right? And you can run the ball all you want, but all it takes is one drop back, and he's a step slow, and suddenly he's right back to step one, square one, 
with, you know, being out four to eight weeks. So yeah, that was really the, thing that the original thought was one to three weeks when this, when this uh, injury came out and see, that's the timetable for a, what a grade one PCL strain turns out this was a grade two. That's when you start to get to the four to eight weeks. So how bad, it, how bad was the strain or sprain or whatever? So that's kind of what plays into that, I think. And people tying this into the contract thing. I don't, and, and it also, there was Roquan Smith this week getting his contract extension uh, that people wanted to tie into the Lamar thing. It's like, Oh, they'll pay the quarter. They'll pay the linebacker, but not the, the quarterback. It's not really related. I mean, Lamar has said that he doesn't, he's not going to negotiate during the season. Roquan clearly was willing to, and this was a, you know, 20 million a year, 60%, uh, guaranteed contract versus the hangup for the Lamar's contract has essentially been Lamar wants a fully guaranteed deal like Deshaun Watson got. And I think the Ravens come back to that has been kind of like, Hey, I mean, that's kind of an, has, has been, well, that's the Browns and that's kind of a, you know, we can't just go off of what they do, what they did. That's an outlier of a deal. Let's go off of what Kyler Murray got, or let's go off of what Russell Wilson got. Like we'll give you such and such a guaranteed amount of money, but not a hundred percent guaranteed contract. Right. And from the team's perspective, I understand that's fair. They're trying to make they're trying to cover themselves in case something were to happen. But at the same time, this isn't just any old player we're talking about. This is talking, you're talking about Lamar Jackson, a guy that clearly is one of the more valuable players in the league. Unanimous MVP of the league three years ago. The last time that you had a fully competent offensive line behind him with a couple of, uh, you know, good uh, offensive weapons and before Greg Roman's offense got completely stale, which it always does after about two two years at uh, the offense coordinator. And so now you're looking at a situation where are you really going to, you really want to finagle over, percent of money that is guaranteed like do you not trust the man enough to give him all that guaranteed money what do you think is going to happen right and like outside of this like like he's been fairly healthy like his injuries aren't just random things like he's not just running and suddenly he pulls up and he pulled a hammy like these injuries are from hits and throwing the ball not from running yeah, yeah, and like it's just regular quarterback stuff, um, and you know, and the thing at least with Deshaun Watson is is you know the market is the market, whether it's an outlier or not. Um, somebody has to be an outlier because if you're the first person to do something, you set the market. Um, I don't know why the Browns did that, but they did, and so that's you know, you're a great quarterback, and he's certainly better than Deshaun Watson is. Uh, you know, that's what it is. And if the Ravens don't give it to him, somebody, somebody will. I mean, if they got the yes, they got the 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 cap to do it, and they're in a position where they need a quarterback, absolutely. Because why? Kirk, why wouldn't Kirk you? Cousins got a fully guaranteed contract with the Vikings. Yeah, and when so, they signed it. Yeah, it just doesn't really make sense to me. Um, no, and it, listen it, it, and. If it's not him on Sunday, it's it's just hard to see them advancing. No. So no. we'll see if this story, you know, how things 
transpire from from here on because after Sunday it could be not the season anymore <laughs> and then we'll get into right start getting into some talks there but there's some negotiations it, but... it, it, it just it, it starts it's starting to feel like momentum's going towards Lamar not staying in Baltimore and if that's the, the case listen I'm I'm not too I'm not too prideful to switch teams I'm not. I'm not. I'm not afraid to do it. I almost did it before they picked Lamar. I. I'm not gonna. I think the concept of you have to. You just have to be the the fan of this team, and you have to be a fan of this one team for the rest of time until you die, because that's just what you do. You stick by your people. No, I don't have. I, I don't. I don't work for the Ravens. I don't have family that that run the Ravens or own the Ravens. I have family from Baltimore, and that's the kind of thing that would like keep me always keep me with an emotional investment in the team itself. But when it comes to like actively like rooting for them, caring about them, having them be my one end all be all favorite team, I don't have any obligation towards a team. Go O's. Like who the <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are that I can't stop liking you at any point in time, just because like I'm I'm from the area like i don't have to care about you the the, the, the sports fans are psych- psychopaths like they just uh, being a sports fan in general is just one of the stupidest things stupidest things in the world you put all this emotional investment into this and <clears throat> you what do you what are you really getting out of it? i mean pretty much you know, it's pretty much disappointing all the time but you wait for that one year <laughs> yeah literally one one thirty second of the league uh their fans are happy every year. 31, 30 seconds of, <laughs> of the fans. Yeah. I don't know what percentage that is, but I'm sure it's like 90-something. Though Lions uh, fans might be happy right now. That's true. They might. Uh, and they'll be they'll be pretty happy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too prideful. I was I was ready. Like, listen, I have to, if I have to deal with another year of Joe Flacco, I'm done. I will, I will, I will freelance myself and do whatever I would, whoever I so so please. And I specifically said before the draft, I said if this team does not draft Lamar Jackson, I'm out. And they went and drafted Lamar Jackson, so good on him. Now keep him. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Give him what he wants. Hand him a blank check. This team is nothing without him. You will not get. You've seen what Tyler Huntley does in the same situation. It's like 13 points a game. It doesn't fucking work it's not the same you will not go out and find a lamar jackson on the street you can find a competent quarterback somewhere sure um put him behind a good offensive line and then what what receivers you can run the ball sure where's that gonna get you really look at the best teams in the league it's the chiefs with mahomes it's the Bengals with burrow it's the bills with josh allen it's the eagles with jalen hurts it's the cowboys and 49ers I mean, the 49 we've said Kyle Shanahan's kind of quarterback proof, but only Kyle Shanahan, really. The, and the, the rest of that offense is amazing. It is with amazing. Ayuk, with Ayuk and Debo. And they've, gotten better. And they've, gotten, they've gotten better with each passing quarterback. As the further they get down the depth chart, they've been better as a team. It's insane. Right. It's kind of wild. But for the most part, this league is – you need an elite quarterback to win you the Super Bowl. Who's won all the Super Bowls over the last 20 years? It's been Tom Brady.
So, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, it's. Keep your guy. I, I, I don't really know what how it's gonna. Um, I don't really know how it's gonna play out. I, I probably lean toward him, um, at the moment leaving. But like, I just don't. I just really, when I really think about it, I just have trouble seeing it. I feel like they're the Ravens are gonna are finally gonna cave in and be like, okay, I, I we, do, we need... I do think eventually. I, it's just, it, yeah, it's get, it's starting to get scary. I think the fact that the Ravens aren't coming out and saying like we want him here and we want to pay him and we're we're gonna try to work it out. Like we just don't hear enough. I don't know. I and, 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 and with every passing time that there's like a report that comes out, it's like, well, you know, Lamar, uh, you know, he didn't, he's behind. So there was some totally false report that came out. Lamar wasn't showing up to, to his treatments for his knee. And then there was, there's just little things that come out where it's like with every passing report that seems like it's leaked from the team that isn't shining Lamar in a good light. Lamar's going to see this and think, Oh, so y'all fucking me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's all going to play into it. And he's, he's his own agent. So <laughs> exactly. that's, that's going to be its own, uh, its own layer there because there's might be an argument from the organization saying, well, we give that guys this much, but really they're paying their agent this much. So guys are only actually making this much money. Yeah. And it's going to be some real stupid arguments like that. Um, not that it's a valid one. Cause you know, if you're your own agent, you're paying your agent, which is you. So, but I, I guarantee you that's something stupid that somebody suggests. I don't know if that will actually be presented to him, but um, it's just another one of those wrinkles in the situation. And Really, if, he, if he's not negotiating during the year, there's no reason to believe things have gotten that much better or worse regarding that. Because if they give him the money he wants, he's going to stay. I mean, that's 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 as simple as that. Um, now, whether he's happy with what's going on right now, that's a different story. Um, and listen, if, if they do work out a deal and they do pay him and he's making the big bucks, maybe he then does get a little bit of influence over, hey, I don't really like this coach or I don't. You know, I need you guys to get me a receiver, stuff like that. So there's a lot of layers to it. That's it's going to have to play out over the next like three, four, five months. <laughs> and if you're the Ravens, you, you better not hope it's longer because some like you franchise tag him, he might be sitting out. It's going to be a whole thing. Right. So the end result, I think it's going to be Tyler Huntley probably on Sunday night. And I think the Bengals, the Bengals are already mad enough when it comes to Oh, dear God. The situation uh, regarding, you know, the the coin toss and the home field advantage and neutral field uh, championship game. And then and then Roquan Smith apparently was making some plays that the Bengals thought were dirty on Sunday. And Bengals fans are totally on edge right now. And they're they're like delusional. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the Super Bowl they got to or what. I, we talked about this on the sh- on the show before the changes came out. That's we said. Listen, this game just couldn't be played, and they're gonna have to. There's too late in the season for them to make it up. Somebody's just gonna have to get screwed, and yeah. you're just gonna have to deal with it. And turns out it was the Bengals, but really it was only the Bengals if they lost to the Ravens last week, and they didn't. And yet they're still mad. 
at it's their... almost like and it's really the worst thing in the world because that team and the, the fan base earned a lot of, of of goodwill over the past week yep um before the playoff scenarios came out um because like as a as a organization like they handled things pretty well like they said all right we're not going to play either like we'll get off the field here they didn't make a fuss about anything they understood the situation and then suddenly the playoff thing comes out and it's almost like they felt like the league owed it to them to yeah, not so have them involved with any right, weird now they're scenarios. doing nothing but fuss yeah and it's they were complaining of like sources from the organization are complaining the players are complaining with their little coin flip celebration or whatever and the thing with the coin flip kills me also because like that was the it's you know the whole thing of you control your own destiny go out and beat the ravens third string quarterback and you're at and you don't have to worry about it and also because the 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 chiefs and the bills both won they don't have to worry about the the seeding either like they ended up where they would have been they got their on the division, they got their home game. Like they they are not affected by this at all anymore, and yet right. they still want to complain. Their fans are um, pulling over on the side of the road to make videos about it. Just ridiculous. <laughs> Just get over yourself. And that was the thing with like the coin toss thing. It was like, oh, oh, you can you name us the AFC North champions, but you want you we might not get a home game. We might have to. It's like, well, if the Ravens would have beaten you, you. And you would have lost that game to the Bills if it played out. You you would not have been the AFC North champions. It would have been right. the Ravens. So like, like it, there was so there like was there a... was a game that didn't get played, and then there was a game that was still to be played. That if those if it played out, you could have still lost the division. So it was like okay. So yeah. if let's say the Ravens won that game, and the, the Bengals are mad that they lose out on a home game because of a coin flip, it's like well. You should be glad you still had the coin flip because you could have had to play the Bills and lost to the Bills, and you wouldn't have any shot at the cha- at the division yeah. championship, and you would have had you would have just been that wild card team anyway. But you know, and even regardless of all that, I mean, it's just it, it was a fluke situation. It's not like this is some new rule the league instituted. Like this is going to happen once. And yeah. hopefully doesn't ever have to happen again. But, so so yeah, deal your, with it. Like your playoffs, whether or not you have to go to Baltimore to play the Ravens or play them in Cincinnati, and whether you have to go to Buffalo to play the Bills, or if you have to go to Kansas City to play the Chiefs, or if they come to Cincinnati, or if you have to go to Pittsburgh to play one of them for some reason, <laughs> that stuff is way, way less important than like making sure that you did the right thing after a dude had a heart attack on the field. Yeah. And was like laying there dead for 10 minutes. And I guess now they're probably going to, you know, play the underdog thing throughout the whole playoffs, which, you know, if they advance past this week, they are just going to be underdogs. So, you know, just deal with it. I mean, gosh, it's like, sorry, a guy almost died. We got to work around it. Someone's got to get, someone's going to get screwed. I'm sorry that it's you. Yep. If it were the Ravens, I would have said, ah, well, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. It's one year also. Um, and you, you had your Super Bowl run last year and it was fun, I guess. And you know uh, what they did on that Super Bowl run after the, after the, uh, after the wild card round, they won all road games. 
Yeah, and and also like you, you, they won the wild card round because of some like weird fluke official. Yeah, up. that's true. So it's like you already gifted uh, an entire playoff run basically, and your team is like you're you're pretty much the same team anyway. Like just go out and win games. Just shut up. Yeah. Anyway, that's your <laughs> Ravens Bengals preview Sunday night football. <laughs> Other than that, right. though, I mean, there's a lot of wild card. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the matchups on paper. Just look at the team names and think of the how those teams look this year on on a whole. Um, and all the matchups look solid. But then you kind of go through and you look at where those teams are at now and that some of the quarterbacks are starting and it's just like, ooh. Yeah. Like not you great. start off with Bills, Dolphins. Um. That was that was fun twice this year, but also twice this year it was Tua versus Josh Allen, and this and now it's going to be Skylar Thompson versus Josh Allen. Yeah, and that's not it's not going to be good. And if they do, and see, here's the thing: even if it's a close game, you still just don't want the Dolphins to win that. You don't want another week of do we first off have to worry about Tua being in a game, which I don't think anybody outside of insane Dolphins fans. I don't think anybody wants to see that this year. Like, let the man rest. I don't know if I want to see that ever again, man. Tua might yeah. need to retire. Yeah. And, and... Three and concussions in one year is, like, bad. Very, very bad. And we don't want to see the division round with Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson. We just don't want it. So, that game's a laugher. Um, I guess 49. the late... Yes. Yeah, yeah, the late game is... um. What do we have? Yeah, so, 49ers so actually, and Seahawks, uh, so, right? uh, yeah, Bank, uh, Bills Dolphins is Sunday. Ravens Bengals is the Sunday night game. Bills Dolphins is at one o'clock on Sunday. Uh, we'll just stick. Well, let's, let's wrap up Sunday. Four thirty is Vikings Giants. Or you know, let's let's wrap up the AFC real quick. Uh, Jaguars Chargers on on Saturday night on NBC. Probably the best game. Yeah, it's a one point spread. Uh, like of all of all the games, it's, it's a it's a it's the Chargers are one point favorite on the road. It's, it's Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert. I mean, is this the only game this weekend where you can look at both starting starting quarterbacks and say these are both good quarterbacks and they're both playing well right now? It might I guess it depends one. on how you feel about Dak Prescott and Tom Brady. Yeah, and I I don't feel. I don't feel very good about either of those quarterbacks right now. They're both good, but <laughs> See, you might be able to say that about Brock Purdy and Geno Smith, but the 49ers are 10-point favorites. I will say at least the this weekend and and as we sit today, it's the best I've ever felt about Brock Purdy and Geno Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh it's the 49ers are really good. So it's just going to be like, mm-hmm. okay, like they'll probably come out and win by 10 or something and just, it'll be like a sleeper. Yeah. So I think Jags charge. I mean, the Jaguars destroyed the chargers very early in the season. It was like week two, three, four, one somewhere in there. That might as well be two seasons ago. It might as well. The Jaguars went like all the way down and all the way back up since then. Yeah. Um, that was back. Yeah. That was back when the, the Jags were like initially good. And then they were bad, and they were good again. I, th- I want to say that was week two, and it was after they lost uh, week one to the, yeah, was, to the Commanders. Very early in the year. Yeah. Um, but both teams have pretty much leveled out. I think the Chargers are about where they are, are expected to be. 
and also where they should be based on the talent they have. Yes. Um, but so that being said, there's still reports that uh, Brandon Staley could be fired if they lose. I think he should be if they win. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, don't, I don't disagree. I kind of feel like Brandon Staley, they are in the playoffs, but they are still like kind of being held back by Brandon Staley. I was even before he left all his starters in for no reason last week. I was already yes. kind of done with him. I thought he should have been gone. Um, I was definitely done with him playing all his starters in a game that really was meaningless. I get you want some reps, but like play the first quarter and then kind of back off. Um, Because right. it's funny because Justin Herbert came in and he was the backup there. And he came in, got his chance, and he was really good. And a lot of people didn't think he was going to be like as great as he's been. I mean, you know, Oregon guy, like the whole system quarterback thing, like, he was supposed to be a good quarterback, I guess, but like nobody foresaw him be, like just making these stupid throws every week. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, after his sophomore season at Oregon, he looked like surefire number one pick. In that, like the the way that we ended up thinking about Joe Burrow when that draft came around was how Justin Herbert was looked at coming into his junior year, but then he yeah. struggled as a junior. And it was like, oh, well, is he is he as good as, you know, as, uh, Burrow is definitely going number one, but should you even take him over Tua? Like, Tua was also thought of as a guy that was going to go really high from the beginning. And it was – Herbert kind of had fallen off to that, like, number three guy. Yeah, and he – I think because he'd fallen off and came in and looked so great, I think in the past couple years here, we've, we've started to, like, overrate Brandon Staley, and he does the fun – aggressive fourth down thing and that's great um but suddenly you know they start losing some of the fourth downs and losing some close games and justin herbert is still every now and then making these great throws but the team isn't really quite succeeding the way they should be and then you look you go maybe it's the coach here (laughs) and i think it's just kind of solidified it because i feel like this team should be really really good and right, because like... last year it was like, well, it's the defense. Well, well, they went out and they they got they traded for Khalil Mack, they signed J.C. Jackson, for, uh, they they made strides on the defense, and from all accounts, from what I know, defense hasn't been terrible. Yeah, and they, like they've been good enough. They've won there. I think I guess they ended up with ten wins. So, yeah, um... I mean that wins you a lot of divisions. It's just you happen to be in the one with the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't think anybody thought they'd – I mean, I didn't think they'd be better than the Chiefs this season, even with the Chiefs losing a little bit of uh, offense there, which ended up not hurting them losing Tyreek Hill overall. I mean, they, they're they the Chiefs, and so you got Mahomes there. So, yeah, I mean, this team, I don't really know who I'm going to pick. Obviously, like you said, the one-point uh, one spread in this game. Um, I'm just hoping for, for the, an entertaining game because I just don't know – if I'm going to get much of that from all these other matchups. Right. Funny enough, I mean, I, Giants and Vikings, if we want to start moving over here to the, the NFC side of things, yeah. um, whatever you think of those two teams, I feel like they should probably be playing a pretty close game on Sunday, at least entertaining. Uh, yeah, I think it's only a three-point spread. Uh, if I go back to my... If I... <laughs> The Vikings by by three, I hope. Yes, yes. <laughs> because you know it's, we've it's seen... closer than you would think, con- considering that the Vikings have like what 12, 12 or so wins. 
and the Giants, you know, were just kind of meddled around in the middle of the season towards the late of the, late part of the season. The Vikings yeah, have looked bad. like a like really good in so many of their games, and then but then they kind of, the Vikings have kind of been fraudulent in other parts of it also. Yeah, and you got Kirk Cousins playing outside of the one o'clock window where he's not too great, so <laughs> this could go either way here. I mean, I'm I'm looking at that one as probably being like the second most not interesting, but um, most competitive of the weekend. Um, and I, I, I don't know if, I mean, I imagine the one point spread versus this three point spread that would probably bear out in those numbers, but there is another three point spread on, so, on Monday and this, night. And that is the Monday night game, which is probably next in line for me. Um, yeah. That's, I think that one, that, that one just, is the most interesting for me because I, I just really enjoy this matchup because it means that either we get a first-round exit for the Cowboys or for Tom Brady. And it means we either get Tom Brady out of the paint early or Stephen A. Smith gets another victory lap on first take. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> um, and assuming this game stays competitive into, like, halftime and in the second half, which I imagine it probably will because yep. the Bucks just find a way to do that. Um this this will probably be like the biggest Monday night game in several years, if I had to guess. Yeah, um, Did, like you just we just haven't seen a game like this. And obviously, the playoffs, and we haven't had Monday night playoffs. Um, this is only the second year of it. That helps it a little bit, but uh, Monday night football has lost its luster over the past probably twenty years now. Yes, so this is going to be fun to see. Um, just two uh, a, a big. Big name team and big name players versus Tom Brady, because uh, you know the Bucks. Once Tom Brady leaves the Bucks, the Bucks are going to be nothing again in terms of yeah. national relevance. But um, because he's there, I mean, that just makes this a huge matchup. It's probably his final run, though. It, the way things are looking, he might try it again next year. But... Well, I think he's a free agent, even if he like doesn't retire. And there's already talks of like, well, maybe the Raiders are going to try to get him, or yeah. the Dolphins. Remember, I mean, remember, we remember all the talk of him and the Dolphins. Oh my gosh! And the you Dolphins might need it, might need him. Dolphins might. And so you you think so of if that he wants I mean, to play think... again, if he wants one last ride after going eight and nine, and if he gets dumped out in the first round by the Cowboys, uh, he might go for it. So you. You figure, I mean, just the possibility um, that it's his, his last game of his career. It could be his last game with the Bucks, which isn't quite as big as his last game with the Patriots, but still a big deal. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with them. So um, the uncertainty there, just like, is, are we seeing the last of, of Tom Brady? That alone is big enough. And you figure it's the Cowboys, which the NFL released today, the top five rated games in terms of viewership this season. Four of the five were Cowboys games. Um, man, and so you 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 figure that into it, get Joe and Troy on the call. I mean, that's that's going to be a, a banger, hopefully, to end the weekend. But, yes, um, that's kind of what we're looking at this weekend. Uh, if we want to pick winners, yeah, probably. I mean, most of them feel obvious, and we'll see. But it's it's you know, Forty ers I'm yes. probably gonna lean Chargers. As much as I love my Jags, people, I'll take probably. the ja- I'll take the Jags. Uh, right, well, I'll say that they'll ride the uh, the momentum and the home field advantage and the Jags, Trevor Lawrence. And they they worried me a little bit last week. The game felt a little too That's close true. for a team with with playoff momentum. But we'll 
we'll split on that one. Um, I think we're probably, you know, it's the Bills, one o'clock Sunday. Yeah, Bills are uh, that by by a lot. You figure the, at least I figure the Vikings will probably win on a field goal late. It's my guess, or like a, a Justin Jefferson touchdown late. Yeah, I think I it's going to be close. I think the Giants will put up a fight, but I think the Vikings can cover. Um, Sunday night, Lamar's almost certainly out, and if he is back, he's not one hundred percent. You're probably in in Cincinnati. Gonna lean Bengals there, though. To, playing a team twice in a row. Um, I know weird situation with starters being pulled, and you know they probably weren't showing their whole playbook last week, but. Um, playing a team twice can be hard, so I think it's we we probably see a, a closer game than a lot might expect. But I'm probably going Bengals there. And then Monday yes, night, uh, this is a tough one because Tom Brady has devil magic and he wins his playoff games. He does. And the Cowboys are cursed and always lose games like this. It's but true. on paper, the Cowboys are the better team. So who do you go with? I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I think the. I think the magic's just going to run out a little too much for for Brady. I just think this the Bucks the Bucks aren't that good. Yeah. I mean they, they're, they're 8-9. Eight eight they're 8-9 eight eight nine. Nine in the <laughs> they're oh, only in the playoffs. It took them until the very last week of the, of the season to lock up the division when the rest of the division is the Panthers, Saints and Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you on that. Um I think the Cowboys will screw up plenty in this game, but uh, the Bucks and and listen, the Bucks have had at least two or three wins this year, where they just had no business pulling the game out at the end. Yep. Between Tom Brady, just you know, being hyper accurate seven yards down the field, plus some bad coaching decisions and and mistakes by the other team, they pulled some games out. They really just had no business doing so. Um, and I think the Cowboys having, you know, despite their record, which is is good. Uh, third best record in the the NFC. Yep. Right. Um, is what they ended up with. Uh, they've. It feels like they've backed into the playoffs. Dak's not playing his best right now. He's throwing a lot of picks. Um, they should be, you know, motivated to come in here and really play some good, hopefully clean football. You would think, and maybe that's been their mindset the past few weeks and hasn't worked out. You're losing to Sam Howell and all that good stuff, but. Um, I would have to think the Cowboys win it. And if they don't, listen, it's going to be hilarious. So both outcomes. Exactly. That's my it's, mindset for that. Hopefully, I'm just, I'm just hoping a lot of close games. That's all we can really ask for. Um, you know, that's, that's all I want. My team's not in it. So I'm just kind of chilling. It's honestly nice to just – because, listen, if the Steelers if – the, if they had snuck their way in, and they almost did with the uh, – the Jets-Dolphins game, they would have just gone to Buffalo and it would have been the same game the Dolphins are going to play Sunday. Maybe the Steelers score three more points than the Dolphins do. That's about it. Like, So we, we went through it last year. They snuck in. They got blown up by the Chiefs. It was what it was. This year it's nice. We beat the Browns, get the winning season, and now I can just not have to go into a playoff game with zero expectations and then find a way to get mad anyway. So I'm sure. Yeah. Let's get, get, get ready for the draft, boys. Yeah, there you go. So I'm kind of put putting myself in that same situation too because I'm. They're not gonna. They're, Tyler Huntley's not beating the Bengals. And that's the thing, is you go into a game zero expectations. Like they played the Chiefs last year. It wasn't even like a oh we're playing the Bengals. They're better than us, but like, 
and they beat us twice, but like it's a divisional opponent. Like we really could, you know, work something out here, like some fluky things. That I mean, they played their best half of the season against the Chiefs in that playoff game in the first half. Yep. And it was like seven nothing. And that was like the biggest <laughs> that's the best they could do was seven nothing. And obviously it was, you know, forty two to fourteen or whatever it was, like something some generic Chiefs blowout win. Um, but you just find ways to get mad about those games, no matter what. It's just part of being a fan, I guess. But yep. it's nice right. to just not worry about it. Yeah. All right. So we've set ourselves up with predicting Eagles versus Cowboys. Oh and man. Forty Niners versus Vikings. Uh, where let's 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 play out our our, our pre playoff Super Bowl picks here. What do we think? Let's go. Let's start NFC. Uh, 49ers Vikings would be in San. It would be in Santa Clara. I think this this is one that like I don't think the Brock Purdy magic runs out quite yet. Yeah, when you're playing the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, I think you're on the same page there. Yep, totally um, And then we would have Eagles Cowboys in Philadelphia, and I. Th- that that Eagles Cowboys game in Dallas was a really close back and forth one with Gardner Minshew at quarterback, and he did not look like he was the same kind of guy as Jalen Hurts. It it was it we we talked about all season that like Jalen Hurts kind of plays on rookie mode with the offense around him. Yeah, it doesn't look quite the same with with Gardner Minshew in there. No, as, as, even with Gardner Minshew being one of the better backups in the league. No, I think. Uh... I think that's an, an Eagles win, and it'll be competitive. Uh, I, th- I I I I like the Cowboys more against the Eagles than the Bucks for whatever reason. I don't know. I guess it's a division thing. They're just gonna be. They're just gonna play a better game against the Eagles <laughs> as soon as if if they advance. That is, yeah. So that that sets up Eagles 49ers in the NFC side. I think that's the one where it's like. I think you would need a better quarterback here to get past the Eagles. I was going to say the same thing. I I really was almost going to switch cuz I've been Eagles all year. Eagles have been the best team in the NFC. Yep. Like beginning And they've kind of they've, they've kind of tripped up a little bit over the last uh, part of the season, but it's and, been it's been kind of with some injuries. And my worry was Jalen Hurts, is he going to come back and is he going to is he going to fit? And he showed me just enough last week. And last week I know they're not He's playing safe. They're not going 100% in that game. Whatever they tell you, they were not going 100% that game, whether it's the play calling, uh, it's it's the personnel. They just no. weren't. But he showed me enough to where I'm back on the Eagles train, and I think that's yep. the game. You get Brock Purdy against that secondary on the road, biggest game of his life, um, and that's that's going to be where it happens. So that's I'm, I'm Eagles all the way at the moment. Yeah, then we go over to the AFC side, and we would have Chiefs versus, you know, I pick the Jags, you pick the Chargers, but I think either way, we both think the Chiefs are not um, <laughs> losing to either of those teams. The Chiefs are pretty good. I think we can say that. Yeah, so I think they would move on. And then we would have Bills Bengals. Oh, man. That's going to be an, that's gonna be a week. That's going to just be sad. <laughs> And you know what the upside is? It would be in Buffalo, so it would yeah. have a different feel. I just don't want to see – I don't want to see Bills at Bengals ever again. It, I, I just feel icky. Yeah. 
Um, that's a tough one, but I, I would have to roll with the Bills. Yeah, I got to go with the Bills there for sure. So, so that, then would that would set up the neutral field AFC championship game with the Chiefs and the Bills. Please, please put it in Pittsburgh. I'm begging. <laughs> That'd be so funny. And, and uh, here's the thing. Put it in Pittsburgh. Do not paint the end zones for those teams. Keep the Ooh. Steelers logos everywhere. And just make it, <laughs> turn it into, like, make the make the game look m- the most like a fever dream you possibly can. <laughs> just make it seem like it's a Steelers game, but the Steelers just, like, forgot to show up and they needed a, a replacement team. Put, like, a video, like, <laughs> like all the same, like, videos they play, like, the first down graphics. Play Renegade at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is if they did, they probably would play Renegade. Like at some point, <laughs> they would ha- they would almost have to, right? They, but they'd play because it's neutral. They'd play it once for each team. There, yeah, there you go. That'd be hilarious. But um, I don't know how you feel about this one. This this is how I felt before this the whole Bills situation because I think that does change things. The team is just it's just a, a different mindset going through these games right now. Like there's a mm-hmm. there's an added. Um, meaning to the games for them and an added motivation. Not that they needed more, but like there just is that extra level for for Demar. Um, but before all this happened, uh, the Chiefs—they're great. They mess around and win games because they just can make the worst plays ever and still play great football ninety percent of the rest of the way. I just feel like the Bills are due. To, to knock them off in the playoffs. I think it's just time for it. And we know it's not going to be in Kansas City. Um, and just based on that, the Bills are going to have home field advantage with the crowd. Just telling you right now, they could put that thing anywhere in the country outside of Kansas City, and the Bills are going to have more fans there and the louder fans there. So Yeah, the Bills Mafia, man, they... They move, they move I mean, around. the Bills, they, they moved the game at the last minute to Detroit, which regionally, you know, it's not like they're all the way across the country, but like Buffalo to Detroit is still like, you know, it's a little distance there. And they, they packed that stadium up like it was like it was a Bills game on like a five day notice. So Buffalo is only three hours and 21 minutes from Pittsburgh. Yeah, that is that is way closer than I thought it was. So, and if and I listen, think I'm three. I think we are. Yeah, from my current location, three hours and thirteen minutes from Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's a similar uh, similar trip our way. And it doesn't feel like a long time to get there. Like it's if if tickets were cheap enough, I and like <laughs> I think we would go to the AFC Championship game. If oh my gosh, I I yeah, I would have to because like you just can't pass that up. Right, because it's always in Kansas City or New England, right, or you know Denver. Those are pretty much the only teams that have hosted it the past ten years. So, um, and like, needless to say, you would have to fly from Kansas City. Consider it would be a thirteen-hour drive. Yeah, so it's not driving distance. And even uh, if it's not, and even if it's not Pittsburgh, which that's the probably the funniest option, and and it's it's one that's been floated. It's not like it's just a joke. Um, yeah, no, I think it's but even if it's one of those like Midwest domes, if they can find one, Minnesota, something like that, um, which, you know, I guess you can't book that because that could be, could it be a possibility, I guess, 
trying to think of the way things work out now. Minnesota. The, I mean, I don't, think you, I don't think you can pick a team that's in the play, in the playoffs. Yeah, and um, the Colts can't host it because they're booked up. Yeah, which makes me wonder what if the Colts made the playoffs this year? I don't know how that would have worked, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's. I think they would have moved it for the Colts, but they wouldn't move it for not the Colts. Yeah, is the, is the thing there. So, so I think it seems like Pittsburgh's like the one option they really have. And, you know, the thing that concerns me is that Josh Allen did have that like mid-year injury where it's like he's not really at 100% right now. You know, is he how is he doing? But as the season's going on, he's had his moments where he kind of seems like a little off. But for the most part, he's held it together and they haven't gone into a slump. I don't think he's been I don't think he's been as good. No, certainly um, not. No. I think but, his decision making also has been lacking a little bit, especially in the red zone. He's kind of he's yeah. showing old signs of his like rookie self. That's the kind of that's the kind of thing that makes me want to pick the Chiefs. But I'm kind of with you. It, it's this is the toughest game for me to predict. I think Chiefs Bills is the toughest one for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna give. I think the fact that this. Neutral. I think the neutral field, potentially in Pittsburgh, is going to get and like the added motivation can can carry the Bills. Yeah. Like and, just oh enough. my god! And I just thought of this. I had not thought of this until before, but can you imagine the Bills playing the AFC Championship, basically as a home field, but it's in Demar Hamlin's hometown? That's I didn't a, even think about. I mean, that's that's another one of those layers. It, it, it writes it, like, it writes itself. Yeah, it I mean, it's it's just two storybook, and 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 both teams play similar. I mean, they they yeah. seem to just mess around for three quarters and then win by twenty. Like they just find a way to do that. Now the Bills have played a few more close games, but um, I'm just riding them till 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 I'm proven wrong at the moment. So, I yeah, I guess I gotta. Go. And that makes I'm, I'm going to say the same. So we're both saying Bills, Eagles in the Super Bowl. And here's yes, and here's why we we have to go with the Bills is because a Bills Eagles Super Bowl would be the most unhinged <laughs> event of all time. It'd be it's, incredible. Oh man, can I you imagine about the fan bases, the Bills Mafia, and Eagles fans in the desert? I mean, come on. <laughs> Oh, it sounds it actually sounds amazing. So there's going to be a like an absolute riot either way. And and <laughs> my thing is like just for the the scenes, <laughs> absolute scenes. I need that in my life. Wow! And it's two it's two teams who like I I don't I don't dislike either one at all. Eagles fans are the absolute worst scum of the earth. But yeah, I have no problem with the Eagles as a team. I like I like Jalen Hurts. I like Josh mm-hmm. Allen and the Bills. Um. They have a fun fan base, fun atmosphere at their games. So, you know, the league doesn't really have that super villain anymore. None of the Patriots are irrelevant, and Tom Brady, you know, is on a team that seems like they might lose in the first round. Yeah, I think the super villain is just going to be like it's, it's going to be like the Bengals, but they're just not as good. They're just not good enough to beat. Yeah, them. it's kind of the Chiefs, but like they, I mean, they're not like unbeatable. People kind of like the Chiefs. They might be yeah. tired of them, but like, I still watch the. Like at no point have I watched the Chiefs and just felt like anger like I did toward the Patriots. Like it's just like they're just so fun to watch. The Patriots weren't fun to watch was the thing. 
Yeah. Like they, they were just point. meticulous and they played sound football and would grind you into the ground. And, you know, Gronk would make some fun plays. Okay. But like outside of them having Randy Moss, just a, not a fun team to watch. Tom Brady, not a fun player to watch unless you just, no, like, he's not. Unless you just, just like, these people it's just like, a, like ruthless, ruthless efficiency, which is yeah. never fun. Yeah, unless you're one of the people you're like, you gotta appreciate his greatness. I'm like, no, I'm, no, I don't. No, just <laughs> shut up. Honestly, retire already. This so. is an entertainment product. I don't have to. I don't have to. I don't yeah, have to but... appreciate any sort of like really good thing that if that isn't entertaining. I'd rather watch Josh Allen throw, you know, ten inter- ten touchdowns and maybe he throws four picks, does a backflip over somebody. He's just a little chaotic, stuff like that. So, um, but now that we've talked through it, I I, I think I'm just going to actively root for that Super Bowl now. I didn't really see care. now. See now, it's not going to happen that we've spoken this into the into the universe, and the Chiefs are it's, just going to win. It's either going to be, it's not going to happen because we we really want it to openly, or it could be another one of the things where like we, we tend to predict this stuff pretty well, and then we can clip it and put it on Twitter. So That's true. I hope it's I hope it's the the latter there. Yeah, we usually get able to do that once, at least once every once every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, we called we called um the Rams. Called Matthew, we called Matthew Stafford winning a Super Bowl as soon as he went to the Rams. So, yeah, at least the AFC NFC Championship, if nothing else. But yeah, yeah, we'll call, I think yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we'll call the Super Bowl. <laughs> I like that. There's a, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's it kind of feels nice going into a playoffs now, where I'm like. Boy, it doesn't feel like there's just like an existential dread hovering over. Like, oh, this team, this team is gonna win. We all know they're gonna win. And it's not like you know when the when the Warriors were going in the in the NBA and when the 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 Patriots, oh, man, yeah, uh, in the few years ago. It just it's it's a nice feeling, you know. And at least and my the... my te- my team, I already have given up hope on them, so it's not. <laughs> It's n- there's none of that. Like, oh, well, what a my great team feeling! Make it? No, my team. Even before Lamar got hurt, I was like, this team is not beating the Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals, or at least the Chiefs or Bills. It like, is <laughs> some sweet, sweet relief when your team is just completely out of it. Yeah, it's just it's just stress free, but that's gonna be a. It's gonna be fun to root for those things, and you know they'll probably both get eliminated as soon as possible. Now that we said it, so. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl, yeah, that's our really playoff. Exciting. That's our playoff preview. It is. It is going to be a super wild card weekend. Now that we've talked through it, sure. <laughs> it's going to be. A, it's going to be a, a wild card weekend for sure. Yeah, it is. Go Rams. <laughs> the Rams are not in it. <laughs> There's the. That's the other other end of the spectrum. Is the uh, we got the the uh, top of the draft sorted out and what is it the fifth and sixth picks go to teams that uh are in the playoffs or near them man the Seahawks killed it they really did I'm happy for them Gino I mean it, see that's the thing if if I can get Gino to advance another week it's just gonna be wonderful because yeah. the 49ers are one of those teams they're really good but it's like uh, they have fun players their offense is interesting but it's like they don't stick out to me as like I must watch this team it's Brock right. Purdy right like yeah. Give me some Gino. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm excited. That's what I got on Gino, though. Ended up the case. So, but yeah. there you go. 
That's about that's that's about it. I think we've we've I mean, and you know, I guess we can get more into detail for next week, but I assume what we've said is probably going to happen for the most part, and then um, we'll get more into detail in that divisional round. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Eagles Cowboys four thirty Sunday. You can book that in right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Easy one. Yep. No, it's about all, all right, I got. Uh, yeah, I'm go no. eat these uh, stuffed peppers. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Stuffed peppers. Mm. It's in here in 95 minutes. Yeah. I'll cut it off somewhere. Some, <laughs> somewhere that we've already done. <laughs> cut it off right now. 